Welcome to the Women with Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, hope summer is treating you beautifully. Hope it's a wonderful time for all of you. This is Sarah from the Women With Fire podcast, and this episode is a classic rerun from our podcast early on with Rana from Rana Designs. This girl is a powerhouse. Oh my word, everything from the impact she's had on documenting families to family history to the design world to the app creation. Oh my word, she is incredible. So enjoy this interview. Michelle is going to be interviewing Rana from Rana Designs. And yeah, you're going to get some great stuff out of it. So have a wonderful summer. Enjoy this rerun from our classic collection from the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Enjoy. All right, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. We are so excited to have Rana from Rana Designs here with us. Um, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Well, I am actually going to let her introduce herself because she has a lot going on and she's a huge inspiration to me. I have been one of her customers for a really long time. And now I'm so <laughs> excited to like actually talk with you, see the creativity behind this awesome, awesome app. So tell us a little bit about what you do, um, maybe where you live, how many kids you have and stuff like that. Okay. So my name is Rona Fair and I have to say my name usually because people, when you read it, it looks like Rona Farrer or Ron Farr or whatever. So when people finally hear me say it, they're like, oh, that's how you say it. So Rana Fair, it's, it's a little bit different, but um, I am a mother of three, and for a long time when I was growing my business, I said I was a mother of three children, and now they are teens and young adults, so it's a little bit you know, <laughs> of different transition in my life, but they have been, I mean, I, I love being a mother, absolutely love it, and I'm married to my soulmate of 23 years, and he is, he balances me out. You know how when you say that you have the the complete, the perfect hole. He definitely um, <laughs> fills the hole that I that I struggle with. So, between my fam, between my husband and my kids, um, they are my number one. I love them dearly. Everything about my life focuses on them, and then my business comes second. It always has, and I think that that is one way that I could be true to my heart. I knew that I wanted to do something with business and my art. But I also knew that, number one, I needed to focus on what was going on at home and make sure that everybody was okay. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think that that is like, that's the key to balance, right? We talk about like putting in the big rocks first and then you can expand it. (laughs) Exactly. So so for me, it's God, family, then business. And I, um, my my journey is kind of interesting because right now, as of now, I have a, a suite of mobile apps called Rana Designs, Rana Magic, Rana Collage. And then we also just kind of randomly did a Rana Message sticker, a sticker app that's in the iOS um, text messaging. And Apple actually asked us to do that. So it was kind of one of those things where we had no idea what it even wow. was. Came to us and said, 
we're launching this. Your apps have been really successful. We would love to have you. So it's been a really fun journey. And to see how I got here has been crazy, which I think everybody's story and journey is, you know, and, and really the thing that I learned, Rana Designs has been, I would say it's been a reality for 19 years, but it's been a conception in my mind, you know, an idea for about 25 years. So That's crazy. It was, it was technology. A, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's interesting, but it's, it's, a lot of people have an idea of what they want to do, but a lot of times they don't know how to execute it. And as I look back, I had an idea, but boy, I never knew what it would blossom into. So here I am. <laughs> here I, you are. And <laughs> as a designer and an artist and, and all those crazy things that, that come. <laughs> so take us on your journey for a little bit and tell us how you got to, because you didn't just design an app. You didn't just wake up and do it. I mean, and that's how it always is, you know, you don't just wake up one day and have a podcast. I mean, maybe, but there's always a journey, right? So tell right. us about your journey, how you got, and there's stops along the way always. So tell us about it. There are. So I have been, I have loved creating ever since I was little. My dad has a joke that he, when I was in kindergarten, I painted my first work of art. It was a little rock that was a paperweight for him that had my name on it and little flowers. And seriously, he still brings that up when I see him. It's hilarious. <laughs> to him, he thinks, you know, he, he saw it from the beginning. And so I've always had a creative spirit about me. I got it from, I, I look back and I got it. My mom is very creative. Her whole family, they were, they're all artists. My grandpa actually was a fireman back in the, you know, 1930s, 1940s. And he did photography on the side and he told his kids, he has three kids and he told them growing up, be the idea person. Oh, and I love he, that. Said, he said, they're a dime a dozen, but be the idea person. And so I was brought up with that mentality and that, um, that mission kind of to be the idea person. So fast forward to when I'm a senior in high school and I thought, Oh, you know, I could, my mom always told me I was great in art and everything. And I had an art teacher my senior year that told me, you will never amount, you will never make it as an artist. Oh, and it no. crushed my spirit. I was just like, oh, I thought I was really good. And then I started thinking, well, my mom told me that. And I guess my mom, is she loves me, you know. So <laughs> I actually put it aside. I chose to listen to him. I put my art and my creativity aside for several years. And I learned that my spirit inside of me just withered. I need to create. So I learned at a kind of a young age that um, there will always be critics. There will always be bumps in the road, but it really does depend on what I choose to listen to. And inside I knew that I, that I had creativity and that I should use it. So I decided to ignore him. Um, <laughs> fast forward to college and I decided that I would become an art teacher and uplift and inspire instead of squelch poor kids. <laughs> bad, you know what I mean? It's like help them look at what they can do. And I just oh, I really felt strongly about about being a voice for good and being um, a cheerleader for people, you know, and helping them find their way. So, got my degree in art education, and I taught for a year, and then I was married, and then we had we um, got pregnant with our first child, moved out to Minnesota where we were grad students. Poor, poor. I mean, I can't even tell you how poor we were. We were so poor. But um, 
at that time I was focusing on being a mom. We had our first child and I loved being a mom. And by the time our second child came, I again was kind of starting to feel that withering inside because I wasn't taking that time to create. Yes, I was creating things in my home and I loved that, but there was something that was that was screaming inside saying, I need this. So when our second daughter was just a few months old, I was kind of expressing this to my husband and saying, I, I need to do something. And I wasn't sure what it was. And my husband looked at me and he said, what? He said, don't think about time. Don't think about money. Don't think about, you know, little kids at home and everything, babies, you know. He said, if you could live your dream, what would it be? And for the first time ever, I voiced what I wanted to do. And at that time, my dream was to create a greeting card line. And as soon as I said it, I thought, oh, I don't even know how to do that. I got to create our education. You know, I didn't know how to do this. And he just looked at me and he said, make it happen. And that was kind of a challenge for me. And I prayed and worked hard and asked Heavenly Father, what, what, how can I do this? And little by little, I started to learn the things. Now, mind you, this was back... 19 years ago. It wasn't Google where you're just like, how do I do this? (laughs) There was email. That was a big thing. The um, internet had kind of, you know, started to take fire and stuff. And so I honestly, there was no way for me to just go ask somebody on a podcast or listen to a podcast or, or, um, you know, DM somebody through social media or even see what a lot of people were doing. So I really had to pound the pavement and find out what would work. And it was really through fasting and praying and asking Heavenly Father what I should do. And eventually, through many rejections and through a lot of hard stuff, eventually I lived the dream where I got my own greeting card line and I started to design gift wrap and gift bags and my stuff was in Target and I thought, this was it, I was living my dream, you know? (laughs) Well, little did I know that that was just the beginning and Heavenly Father had other things for me. So. With that spirit of asking and saying, you know, am I doing, am I using my talents to build the kingdom? Am I doing what, you know, what you want me to? Pretty soon, Heavenly Father just kind of took me on a different (laughs) path. And all of a sudden, I got this. In fact, I had a dream in the middle of the night, woke up with my heart racing. And Heavenly Father basically said, get into scrapbooking, which I laughed because I was like, I am not a scrapbooker. What do you get into scrapbooking? But I realized that the art that I was using, I was learning a lot, but I felt this this need to connect with my family and scrapbooking was a great way to do it. So I was documenting our life while designing. I hooked up with a company for scrapbooking and decided with this company to produce scrapbook paper and stickers and rub-ons and books and all sorts of things. And it became... Again, I thought, oh, I'm living my dream. This is so great. And little did I know, again, that the Lord would take me in a different direction. And this was actually a way that I got really busy. And I I look back, I was too busy. I thought that I was doing what I was supposed to. I was still focusing on my family. Like I said, that was important. But as I reflect, there were some signs that Heavenly Father was giving me. Um, whisperings of the spirit that I was too busy to listen to. And the way that he helped me listen was I got very, very sick and doctors couldn't find out what was going on. I started to lose my vision. I started, I couldn't even grasp a pencil or a pen or a paintbrush or anything. 
And it forced me to completely stop everything that I was doing. So this was very, very humbling and very interesting. And this was about seven years ago where I started to have the first struggles with my health. And I, I finally realized I had to stop everything I was doing. So I stepped away from a business that I loved. I stepped away from all of these opportunities that were coming to me where I thought, again, I'm living my dream. And I was in bed all the time. I struggled with how to run my business still. Um, and then pretty soon I realized I had to stop. Rana Designs kind of went on hold for a while. Um, I had a very demanding church calling. And at first I thought I need to be released. And I was in the temple one day and I realized Heavenly Father said, this is what I want you to focus on. And so I learned that when I was in the temple, I didn't feel so sick. And so it became my um, my place to go where I, I felt um miracles. I felt the the enabling power of the atonement. I felt things that I hadn't felt in, in a while. And this, I look back on it, it was a very, very sacred time in my life that I just, I'm so thankful for. And at the same time, he taught me what I needed to do next. And because I couldn't do things on my computer like I used to, or I, I couldn't go to and travel and go to different shows and everything and show my, my products, at that same time, which is very interesting, social media exploded and apps came about and smartphones and, you know, all this stuff. This was about the time Instagram came about. And so it's so interesting to see how Heavenly Father just had to say, okay, Rana, <laughs> you're not listening to me. You know, I thought I was. And, and I, I, I look back and I think I was going through the motions more than anything. I knew the things that I needed to do. I was still reading my scriptures. I was still praying. I was still going to the temple. I was still, you know, going to church. I was doing all those things, but my heart was far from him. And for me, I learned that, that that is so easy. We can get caught up in distractions. And I learned that that was a, a tool that Satan used about for me and everyone's different and everyone's going to have different temptations. But I learned that that was what, um, and it was so subtle, you know, I mean, I look back and I'm like, wow, I thought I was doing everything that I should. Um, we all need to change, you know? Yeah. A great way for heavenly father to say, okay, you're <laughs> changing here and you're not listening to me. So you can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's good to, I, I think that will resonate with a lot of, because mompreneurs tend to be like this, right? I mean, we like the checklist of, you know what? I prayed, I read my scriptures today. Exactly. My exactly. kids are fed. They're mostly clean, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. and we're like, we're doing okay. <laughs> right. Yep. And I learned through this experience that that's not for me personally. And that's the whole thing is you have to figure out, you have to have your relationship with God, right? And he has to be a part of your business. That's the other thing that I learned. You can get to the point where, you know, these great opportunities are coming and all this stuff is you're living the dream, you know, in quotes. And yet, if you are not seeking his guidance every single day and really, really listening to the Holy Spirit, I can see how we can be easily deceived. Yeah. And I do think that it's one way that the adversary, because he knows we're not going to just like jump off the cliff, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. And isn't that interesting that, that he can use your strengths 
you know, because, and that's one thing that I did learn. I always thought that Satan preyed on your weaknesses, but through this, I learned, because I would say, Heavenly Father, I thought these were my gifts. I thought I was supposed to be doing this. And through the spirit, he would tell me, yes, you're right. This is what I've given you. But at the same time, you can be deceived with that. So I think that's a hard thing for mompreneurs when, I mean, we have these strong spirits where we feel like, you know, we're doing this. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And yet it's so easy to miss it. Just go one degree off, you know, and then years down the road, you're like, whoa, how did this happen? (laughs) You know? So I'm really thankful for that experience that I had. It took me a while. I was angry. I was, I went through the grief. I went through a lot of things. And finally I realized I am so thankful that I got sick. I'm thankful that I was in bed and I'm thankful that I had the eyes, the spiritual eyes to see the tender mercies that came because I wasn't looking with spiritual eyes before. Yeah, well, so, I think <laughs> that is a good journey. I'm glad that we're a part of it now. We're together. <laughs> I think when those things happen, it's easy. We have two ways to go, right? We can either like learn from them. I mean, like they say, and sometimes we do sit there a little bit. Like sometimes we do sit in our place and it takes a minute for us to pick up and say, okay. <laughs> yes. We gotta and change. that's okay. It I is think okay. To remember that that's okay. I've got, in fact, my husband said to me, he said, okay. You can use this to either get better or get bitter. And that really helped me. But there was a point where I was bitter. I mean, I remember just laying in bed going, really? Really? Is this my life? I can't, I can't believe this, you know? And I, I went through a lot of anger and, and um, frustration and all that stuff. But I also went through some really painful self-reflection where I had to say, okay, where am I really, you know, is this, am I giving glory to God or am I taking all the glory? And that was one thing that I finally felt like I need to recognize that every single day, that every accomplishment, every opportunity, every good thing that happens is from Heavenly Father. And I am just a little tiny recipient that is (laughs) thankful, you know? Yeah. Well, I used to, when, um, when I'd stay at my grandma's house, uh, like we'd wake up in the morning and I remember every day she would pray that she would be an instrument in the hands of the Lord. And it has taken me till like actually just the last couple of weeks where I've really been like, what does that mean? You know, like, are we, am I just doing the work and I'm like, look how awesome I am? Or am I actually doing it and then using that work to glorify God? And exactly. Anyway, it's been, it's sometimes the spirit says, you're not doing great. You need to. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that. But I also learned that he does not want us to wallow in that and get depressed about it or discouraged because we still, each one of us has a mission that only we can perform on this earth. I mean, that's just, that's, that's how it is. Right. And so when we figure that out, we ask Heavenly Father, okay, tell me what, what did I promise to do? you know, before I came here and he guides you with that little by little, he'll tell you. And he did not send us here to be discouraged. He did not send us here to, you know, wallow in self pity and say, you know, Oh, so-and-so can do it better than me. Or (laughs) we felt that, you know, we we feel that that's just, that's our human nature to, to do that. And then boy, we have to just nip that in the bud and say, you know, get out of here, Satan. I know that I've got, a divine nature and heavenly father is going to help me as I focus on him. Yeah. And I do think that it's important. Like what you said is that he'll, he'll nudge us along. Like he'd usually, sometimes you do get like, 
a dream that says you're going to be in scrapbooking. (laughs) 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 But, but he does guide you along to get to that point where then I just think that the spirit doesn't give us things that will overwhelm us. You know, he gives us little directions that will little by little. And it's in recognizing, because I think what happens to me anyway, is that I will get instruction from the Lord and then go towards it. And then like you're saying, the doubt creeps in and all that. And I think it's important to, I mean, this will go back to primary, but um, like you have to be studying your scriptures so you can recognize the difference between the Lord's voice and when Satan's putting doubts in your mind. Exactly. exactly. It's hard. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's, I think it's a lifetime journey, you know, we're not going to learn it overnight and I haven't learned everything that I'm supposed to. You know? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I think that it is something that daily we have to go get on our knees and ask Heavenly Father, like your grandma, you know, what, what direction, you know, should I go today? How can I be an instrument? How can I use the talents or the, or the people, my circle of influence, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that I really feel like. With social media and everything, we have got to be clear on what we're supposed to do and what we're supposed to say because you never know who's going to read and who needs to hear what. And he- but Heavenly Father does, you know. And I think that that's such a great gift, this technology that we have. But we have to learn how to use it righteously. So can, let's talk on that because. Um, that is one of the things that I admire so much about you is that you Thank really you. are using your influence for good. So I just went on your website today and uh-huh. you have um, free downloads with your app, right, that are talking about Christ and about Easter. I mean, this is a theme with our podcast, but like Heavenly Father can use anything to further his work, right? Exactly. He can use an app. He can use whatever. So do you have any like real tips on how you how you do spread goodness and how you on social media because I have just been the last even the last couple of weeks just been so amazed at the power of social media to connect people and to bear testimony. I was reading in at the pulpit that new book which Love is it. like blowing my <laughs> mind. Yeah. It's blowing my mind. Lucy Max Smith says like someone she's in a crowd and someone yells, "Is the Book of Mormon true?" You know and. She goes off on this discourse and she's like, of course the Book of Mormon is true. And if I could, I would shout it across all nations, you know? And I was just thinking about that and I was like, we can do that. Like we are able to bear testimony to hundreds of thousands of people. It is crazy. And it's not by coincidence, you know? I mean, it's so funny because when social media kind of exploded, um, I remember hearing people say, it's evil, stay away, there's pornography, there's, you know, all this stuff, which is true. And we have to be aware of that. But if you look at what social media and technology can do, like you said, spread the gospel all over the world, to me, that shows that it is divinely inspired. It's not just a coincidence that this was made. And, it, and I don't believe that it was from Satan and that he, you know, I mean, you know, I heard people say, oh, you know, this is the tool of the devil. Okay. Look at the way Satan works. Look at the patterns of of Heavenly Father, right? Heavenly Father does something and then Satan twists it. That's just how, you know, that's just what he does. Yet, as covenant women, we have the power to discern, right, through the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, we can do that. And it is our wonderful, wonderful 
privilege to live in these days and learn how to use this tool for good. And I, I believe that it is our responsibility to share what we feel we are supposed to. Not being overbearing. I mean, because that's the point. I've, I've read some things online from members of the church that my jaw drops. And I'm like, whoa, we're not understanding this, you know? Yeah. And it does seem very interesting, I think, right now to see the power of mompreneurs because I think a lot of these moms, a lot of your listeners get it. You know what technology is for. You know what it is to be used for. And Heavenly Father has given you a voice, not by coincidence. It's funny because when I talk to other moms that are that are doing you know their own businesses and stuff, usually it starts with, I have no idea. I had no idea what was going to unfold. But Heavenly Father did. And each of us are listening. Each of us are hearing something different about what we're supposed to be doing right now. And when we get a clarity through the spirit of what we, what our voice is, then we can, with confidence, share the things that we feel like we should. And I have to tell you, there have been times where I, I wake up and I think, oh, share this today. And I'll share it, and I have no idea why, and I'll get a DM or an email or a text or something from someone that said, how did you know that I needed to hear that? I didn't know, but Heavenly Father did, you know? And so it's so important for us to be listening to what Heavenly Father wants us to say on social media. Because someone in Australia, Utah to Australia, is going to feel the Spirit of the Lord with something that we feel inspired to say. You know, and it's crazy that you can feel the spirit through social media. I mean, look at it. You really can. You know, you read you read a quote or you hear a video or you just see something that that you can feel God's love. And and that to me is a witness that it is a divine tool. And I think that it's awesome and it makes me sad when people say, Oh, you know, close down all the accounts and don't do anything. You gotta learn how to use it righteously, but you also <laughs> can't shun this goodness, you know, in fact, I like to look at it as when we put the good out there, it buries the bad because the bad is going to be there. We know that opposition in all things. But if we don't put that good out there, the then darkness it is bad, then it's yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah. So let's fill the world with light, you know? Absolutely. Can you give us some like real tips about how we can increase our good influence on social media. Like, what can we be doing? Um, and that can be, I know that it's definitely not about all, all about the numbers, but it's all, like you are doing so much. And with, but it's also how you're doing it is really great because it is just testifying of Christ without being like, you do have to be kind and good, you know? Yes. Okay, I have a personal formula that Ooh. I that I do. And this is what, for me personally, this works. And hopefully the tips or the formula will spark something in every listener to kind of tailor it to what you feel is right. My number one thing, and this was an epiphany that I had um, about probably about a year and a half ago, about two years ago, where I realized that followers are important, but numbers are not. And to think of your followers as real people and to pray for them, just like you would the people that you love in your in your ward or in your family or whatever. Think of them as real people and pray for those that you need to connect with 
will find you. And I'm not kidding. That changed the way I totally look at followers and interaction and all of that stuff. So I know that that is goes against what I mean, I've been to conferences, you know, where they <laughs> see the business and everything. And no one's going to say that because that just seems crazy. But for me personally, I have learned that that has made all the difference when I'm thinking of real people and when I'm posting and I'm sharing things, I'm thinking of what they need in their homes all over the world. So that's my one thing. Pray for your followers. Number two is pray for the direction every day. Just like your grandma, help me be an influence or, or an instrument for good. And he will put the words in your mind, will put the words in your, I can't say mouth, unless you're actually talking in your <laughs> Fingertips. Your, exactly. <laughs> your fingertips. Whatever it is, he will help you. But make it a matter of prayer and ask Heavenly Father, okay, what should I do? Because face it, a, a foodie blogger is not going to um, be talking about Christ every single day. That just doesn't quite probably mesh. But ask Heavenly Father how and when you can incorporate that. You know, maybe Easter's coming up and you've got a favorite family recipe that helps you remember celebrating Christ. I and, mean, you know, there, there are different ways that you can incorporate it into what your voice is. And Heavenly Father will tell you what it is. So the first two things are pray. <laughs> Those are my first tips. And then the third tip is to be fearless. And I feel like a lot of times we think we're going to offend somebody or we think that maybe the words weren't correct. We don't know what words to say or whatever, or even what post to post. But I've learned that when I'm, when I have more faith than fear that miracles have happened and there have been experiences where people have DM'd me certain things. Um, there have been experiences in my personal life where I've, I've seen little miracles happen because I'm trying to have faith in Christ rather than, than fear what could happen. For instance, let me tell you this experience that we had. So um, I love and I follow um, at three, B of M365. They, it, was a, it was an Instagram account that came a few years ago, and it really changed the way that I study my scriptures. Well, um, recently, LDS Living has overtaken the, the feed and everything, and they do it. And they came to me last year, I think it was about, it was probably about last fall and said, Hey, we're doing this, you know, this blitz on Book of Mormon reading, and we'd like you to be, you know, involved in it. If you could just take a picture of yourself with the Book of Mormon and share your testimony on your your Instagram feed, that'd be great. So they told me the day to do it and everything. And I was excited and I had prayed about what I was gonna say. And again, not I didn't want to be overbearing, but I also wanted to testify of truth and how I have learned that the Book of Mormon is true. And so I posted it. And within minutes, I had a lot of my Christian followers. Um, I mean, there was, there were comments like, um, you're being deceived. This is, book is evil. I, I feel like I should tell you from out, out of love. And, and all of these women were getting on saying the Bible is the only true word. And it was, it was exploding within probably about 15 minutes. My heart rate was going. I was, I was worried. I was thinking, Heavenly Father, what should I do? And my instinct was pull it, pull the post and stop all of this negativity. And just as I was about to do that, the spirit whispered, this is a time to teach. And I was like, oh, I'm scared to death. <laughs> Here, 
you not? And I did. I really didn't even know what to say because they were they were bringing scriptures in about haven't you read this scripture that says that you know there is no other word of God and and it was happening real time fast. And I got on my knees and I just said, okay, I'm not the teacher. I know I'm not the teacher. It's the Holy Ghost. So help me know the words to say. And within minutes, I had the words in my mind about what I was supposed to say. I was responding. And I, I was so in, it was so interesting for me to, to go from a place of fear to a place of love and faith. And I genuinely felt the love for these people that were saying all these things. And I was responding to them personally and and bearing witness. One woman was saying, you know, I don't want you to be deceived and and please pray about this. And I I was able to get on and say, I have prayed about this. This is not something that I, I, I say lightly. And I told about how the years of me wrestling with, you know, the truth of things and, and fasting and praying. And it ended up being one of the most amazing experiences for me. And then I had people on there that would come on and say, like members would say, your original post was great, but what you've done to teach, I've learned things. And so so do you see how, how that part of being fearless totally changed the way that I saw things? Heavenly Father whispered to me, this is a teaching moment. And I I was scared to death. I do have to say, I was so scared. It was it was a very scary thing. But I also got my family involved because I would read to them. Okay, this is what they're saying right now. <laughs> my kid, my kids would say, "What about this?" And my husband would say, "Look up this." And and it became this family thing where we were really like, really trying to help these people understand the Book of Mormon. And it was a great experience. And it was, I, boy, it was it was also <laughs> an eye opening experience because whoo, we didn't matter. Minute, you know, it's like the sharks are coming. This is so scary. <laughs> but um, I just love what the Lord taught me is that don't be afraid and use this as a teaching moment. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so the three, so, so pray to pray for your followers. Pray to ask Heavenly Father what to do. Be fearless, and then the last. So, so I usually do four things that I that I think in in my heart when I do. When I interact, I guess, on social media, the last one is be myself. And a lot of times people, I mean, that that right there can be a little bit, um, I don't want to say dangerous, but it's something to be careful with. Because, you know, we look on social media and there's a lot of um, things that seem fake, seem things that seem to be too perfect. Um, I, I think a real important thing to be is authentic, be ourselves. And I hope that that comes through in my, in my posts. Um, but I also recognize that there will always be haters. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is, you know, and there, again, opposition in all things. But when I know for a surety that I'm coming from a place that is authentic to me, that I am sharing my heart and my soul, that I won't regret or doubt that doesn't mean it's going to be easy because like with that book of mormon thing i'm going to get attacked you put yourself out there and you just make it attacked and you've got to come from a place where you know okay i posted this or i said this or i did this because this is who i am and i i I hope that i am being an instrument in god's hands so often authenticity i think is critical in helping people feel the light of christ Wow, is all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful, isn't it? 
That is awesome. Um, I absolutely love it because it does take you away from, I mean, there are business strategies to, you know, getting more followers on Instagram, but, or wherever you are, whatever social media, but Sarah and I have been talking about this a lot and, and that's actually what we came to is we just have to do what we're doing and it might not be the prettiest, but like those people who resonates with, they're going to, you know, they're going to find us. And that's more what, and that's what we've started to pray about with our Instagram and, and our social media, because it's not just to get numbers. It's really to find those people who we can help. And that's, that's really, you know, if we go at it from that vantage point, like you're saying, it really changes everything, right? Exactly. So, And who better knows what your people need and what you should be doing than Heavenly Father? I mean, really, he's the best business coach. I mean, I'm just going to say it. He is my business coach. <laughs> okay, so I want to I say something about that. This is a, a lesson that I learned. Um, I've taken blog course, you know, online courses, and I've gone to, you know, like you said, business coaching and all this stuff because I, you know, I feel like, okay, I am a businesswoman and I do need to be smart about this. And this is something that, again, opened my eyes to say, oh, wait, who's my business coach? Who should I be listening to? Because everything that I was being told or being taught was that interaction with your followers is necessary. Um, maybe how many likes, how many comments, things like that. And I remember listening to that and going, okay, that makes sense in my head, but something was not resonating in my heart. And so I took it to the Lord and said, okay, how does that look in my business? And there was there was this little and it wasn't at that very moment when I was praying, it was later on when I was doing something, all of a sudden I got this idea in my head and this, um, you know how sometimes it's hard to put in words what you feel, but basically in my head, I felt, or in my heart, I felt what my business plan was and it's different from what other people's looked like. And I'm going to tell you what it is. (laughs) So, so my people, for some reason on Instagram, they don't double tap and give you that like that. My people just don't do that. And at first I was thinking, you know, what am I doing wrong and all this stuff. And I got this idea clearly from heavenly father that my people, because I'm an app person, right? My people like downloads into my app. And this was something that we hadn't even explored. And I just thought, wait, how would that happen? So I talked to my developer and I said, okay, I've got this idea where on Instagram, we give a link and it will get, it will, it will take you straight into the app and download something into the app. And he was like, yeah, we can do that. I had no idea that we could do that. (laughs) My father gave me this idea. So now whenever I give, I usually try to have something free some kind of download in my Instagram and the numbers that I have of the downloads are huge, way bigger than my likes and my comments. Do you see what I mean? So even though it looks like maybe that formula, Oh, you know, I I could look at that and say, Oh no. And start freaking and panicking and, (laughs) and say, Oh no, what am I doing wrong? And yet heavenly father said, that's not what your people do. Your people need uplifting and inspiring downloads. And so then, because I'm my own boss, which we are awesome, then we're able to help our voice or the Lord's voice be heard in the ways that resonate with our followers. So that was a real eye opener for me because I thought, wow, everything that I'm learning, you know, from these business coaches, I got to remember he's my business coach and he knows my people. Well, and that's a huge part of being successful is knowing your audience, right? Is like knowing exactly what they want. Because if they're, 
not commenters. I mean, that's fine. Right, right. But see, before I was thinking, oh, no, what's wrong? What about, you know, this? It, like it went down at a certain point when algorithms started happening oh, yeah. and all that stuff. And, and I just thought, oh, no, what's going on? Well, Heavenly Father knew. And, and, and I did not, I didn't even think of that before, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think what we get, there's a lot of business advice out there. And so I like yeah. that. <laughs> I like that you said, okay, this is great advice, but let, like, how does this actually apply to my business and my people? So could you speak on that, like um, about finding who out who your people are, like your audience is? Okay, again, <laughs> best business coach ever, Heavenly Father. <laughs> um, the thing that came to me, because cause I had taken a class and um, they talked about writing down who your people are, who your um, ultimate customer is. And as I started writing it down, I was doing the exercises in this class and everything, you know, this was part of it. And as I started writing it down, I realized it's me. It's, it's me that is, you know, <laughs> people my age, women that are, are home that want to be creative. Um, I started recognizing, oh, this is my person. And as I started looking at that, I'm like, okay, what are my, how do I connect with people? When I'm going through social media, do I comment all the time? Do I like all the time? Or am I a visual person? And I realized that is who my person is. They are visual people, not always the, the likes and the commenters. But that was a really good exercise for me to um, realize who my, who my target customers are and my users was just taking that time to write things down. And I, you know, we learned that in you know a lot of social media and online classes and stuff. But um, then... Take that to the Lord and ask Heavenly Father, is this truth? Is this who it is? And then he'll teach you more. Because like I said, I, that was part of my exercise to kind of find out who my people were. And then with that, I started to ask Heavenly Father, okay, so what is my voice? What do these women that are a lot like me, what do they need to hear? And I started recognizing that they need to be pumped up. They need to be uplifted and inspired because they're getting bombarded with a lot of negativity on social media or at home or wherever, you know, they need to be lifted. They need to know that they're loved and they just need positivity. So for me personally, that was what I felt that goes along with my business model. It goes along with my business, my, my vision statement. It goes along with everything. So now put that into what your voice is. You know, are you a, a fashion blogger? Are you a, a stylist? Are you, you know, whatever that is, kind of go through those steps and, and help formulate, ask Heavenly Father to help you formulate who your people are and what they need. Serve them. Ask Heavenly Father how you can serve them. You know, it's not all about you. It's not all about <laughs> us. Because with this, with this platform and voice, we have a responsibility to these people that are real, live people, not numbers. So that, that's my thing is find your voice by, by going through different ex exercises, asking Heavenly Father, and then he'll teach you what they need. Because maybe they need to learn how to do makeup. You know, if that's your thing, if you're a makeup stylist or whatever, you know, maybe that's what they're going to use to feel beautiful. You know, and you want to uplift them that way. Or if you're a foodie blogger, you know, I mean, whatever it is that you've got, whatever your voice or your platform is, how can you use that as a tool to serve them? Yeah, that will change everything, right? If if you cool. go, if you, if you stop, and I mean, this is life. <laughs> yep. like, it's hard. It's hard. We each other. We do. I remember when my mom, like, I went into Relief Society for the first time, and I was like, Mom, it's like all old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, um, and she said, Michelle, it's not about you. And anytime, like in, in my life, usually I, when I am like complaining, I realize it's not about me. <laughs> Thanks, totally. mom. Yeah. Thanks mom. Exactly. <laughs> How can you serve them? How can yeah. you help them? What can you, um, what can they teach you? You know, yeah. there's a lot, they have a lot to give. And I think that, um, like what you're saying with knowing your audience and actually making them real people, then you are going to want to interact with them in the comments. Like, and then it's less of a chore, right? Because it's like, Oh, Ashley said this and she always comments about this. And so let's, you know, get to know her. Um, and so there's, there's really power in figuring out who you're serving and then serving them through the Lord's inspiration to the best that you can with the tools that you have. So exactly. It's amazing. Love it. So tell me, this is the question I usually end up on, um, is how have you seen, or have you had a specific experience where you have seen the Lord's hand in your business? Besides what you've shared. I mean, you've, yes. you're praying okay. every day. <laughs> yes. There have been, as I look back, so I've been doing this for 19 years, right? So it's really easy to look back and see the Lord's hand. Um, I think the trick is recognizing the Lord's hand in the now. Because I look back and I, I, it's clear when Heavenly Father directed me or when miracles happened or all that stuff. But every day recognizing the Lord in your business, I think that is that has become the, the real teaching point for me. And one of the things that, that I, it's funny because when you look at, again, business models and business, um, you know, teaching you how to have a vision statement and all those things that a lot of us are, work, you know, looking at and working on, one of the things that a lot of um, mentors and stuff talk about is abundance mindset. And that's the human word that we have, you know, used to categorize basically the Lord's plan. I mean, if you look at it, his yeah. plan <laughs> is the abundance mindset, right? That there is room for everybody. That um, your success does not take away from somebody else's. That there it, there shouldn't be or there doesn't need to be competition. That we are here to help each other. I mean, it's so funny when, I, when, when you hear those truths in business or in, you know, out, out there and stuff. Really, it's, it's just Heavenly Father's way of doing things. And when you recognize, okay, when I adapt that mindset, if you want to put it that way, or I adapt charity, because really, <laughs> think about it, abundance mindset is charity. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so when you adapt that and you recognize it and you really feel it, that is when I feel like you and the Lord can be those business partners and he can take you places that you would have never dreamed of. I really do believe that he has such a mission for women right now in the world. I go, I go back to this quote probably once a day. It's crazy. Think about um, a year and a half ago when President Nelson gave that talk in general conference, a plea to my sisters. Think about all of those different elements that he says we need women to speak up. We need women who know how to draw on the powers of heaven to protect and strengthen children and family. We know women, we need women who know how to speak with power and authority of God. I mean, all these things as business women, we need to know how to do these things with heavenly father. 
And I have seen it every day when I have that mindset and I have that um, desire and I'm asking Heavenly Father, you know, kind of being, you know, when we say you're yoked with Christ, that's that's a very literal thing. When you are going with the Lord step by step in your business, he will teach you. You'll be able to see things that you would have never been able to see. And in the process, through his atonement, you can become the woman that that he needs you to be. And then this is where I really feel like this is so important. Then with that, we need to help each other along the way. It's not just you and Christ yoked together and, and, and which is great. And that's how it should be. But also at the same time, think of on the other arm, yoking with other women and helping and teaching and testifying and loving and crying and laughing and you know all those things. We need each other. And, I think that is one of the things that Heavenly Father needs right now for us to do is to recognize that and then act out of a place of not fear, but out of love and faith. And then we can help each other and we can do amazing things to spread the gospel with our businesses, you know, yeah. but we do need the Lord on one side and each other on the other side. Yeah, especially like we've been talking about, like social media is huge. We can really help and uplift each other and I mean, Elder Nelson's talk is why we started the podcast where I listened and I was like, that's it. We have to, we have to get these women together. Like we were, I was listening and I was like, I was super pregnant and I was like, I can't do it, but I felt like I should. Um, But sometimes you just leap. But, um, but one of the things like when listening to, to that talk was a lot of times, like, they speak to the women and they're like, you know, you're doing a really good job. And, and we are. We absolutely are. But, like, this talk was like, you guys need to, like, stand up and get it done. And it, like, exactly. it's amazing. Is it Sherry Do right? Who says, uh-huh. like, the minute the women of the church stand up, the power, what is it? Do you know the quote? <laughs> yes, I do. I have it. Yes. <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm going to get it and I'm going to say it. Okay, perfect. Because I look at this every day and this helps me too. So it's the moment we learn to unleash the full influence of converted covenant-keeping women, the kingdom of God will change overnight. Bam. Bam. Walk away. <laughs> Seriously. Mic drop. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry Dew. Sister Dew. She's got it, man. (laughs) She knows what it's about. Um, But I think that's it. You are having so much power for good. And I'm so thankful that you would come on and share all of your goodness with us and your formulas and your light. It's so fun. It's so fun. Thank you. And, And to everyone listening, we are all in this together. You know, and that's why I think that you guys are doing such a great job by doing these podcasts. You're serving us so that we remember we're not by ourselves. You know, we, we've got all these women that are wanting to do what the Lord wants them to do with the Lord and we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. We can absolutely do it. And we're better together. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. You're the thank best. You. Well, thank you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, 
find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.